Hi and welcome to the podcast Investing Skills. My name is Fredrik Sandvall. I am today recording in London and I can just say the skyline looks beautiful in the sunset. And uh, today I will talk about a really interesting statement and it's around you want to have money but you always might to make a difference. Okay. Really, what is this episode about? It's about the statement, I don't want a job. When I Google the statement, I don't want a job, I get 4 billion hits on Google. So this is clearly something (laughs) that some people are struggling with. And and also me. And uh, sometimes my wife says to me, well, maybe you should get like a job. And I try to explain like, really, to have a job would be counterproductive because the time per hour I make when I'm in a job is far less than what I'm doing as an investor, as an entrepreneur. But that's very hard to explain to someone who might not have the same background knowledge or business insights as I do into what I'm doing. Okay, so assuming that 4 billion hits are out there, if you click I don't want to have a job. What does that mean? Well, you hopefully have seen that a job very much is you trade your time for money, which is really against one of the core fundamental rules uh, when you try to get slightly more rich. While you would like to change time for money, that's the normal mindset. Then when you start to change that mindset to think about what can I add in terms of value, when you start to trade money, for performance, not time. That is a breakthrough for pretty much everyone who can make that statement. My last job, I said to my boss at the time, I can work for you, I don't need to have a salary, I can work 100% on performance, which meant it was almost impossible for him not to hire me. I wanted to work there, I wanted to learn the skills, I wanted to learn and sharpen my uh, knowledge in the area of sales which really worked. Okay, so how does this work? If you just want to be paid for your performance, that can be either that you are selling something or you're creating a value, you're doing a saving and uh, you might bring an audience. So if you're in marketing, it might be to help to increase the number of followers. And uh, if you're in sales, it's the number of closes of sales and the, the amount obviously you can do. I can really recommend to think about what can you do where you can get paid for your performance, not for your time. That is how I nowadays can ask for a share in a business. Why? Because I can help them to multiply the value. Yes, you heard right, multiply. Multiply the value of the business through some relatively easy techniques, which they might or might not be aware of before they start to work with me. Which means I work on performance and I work on results. Okay, Uh, another thing here, if you'd like to think about the same thing here. If you now are paid on your performance and your results, then you really want to, in order to become richer, improve your earning ability So and your also earning probability. What does that mean? Well... Ability is linked to that you are always learning and upskilling yourself. 
keep learning, I will come back to that in a moment, is also linked to the probability. That is where you position yourself. It doesn't matter how great you are if you put yourself in the middle of the desert without no means of communication. If you put yourself on stage, on the other hand, or if you put yourself out there as an influencer in social media, then that's very different. You need to put yourself in a place where you increase the probability of making money. And that is often linked to having multiple income streams. One of my current uh, mentors, he's got, last time uh, we had this conversation, 90 different income streams. What does that mean? Well, I can think about the same thing for me. How many income streams do I have? I see actually one room, one contract with one tenant. That's actually one, one income stream. So if I think like that, then I got more than, uh, yeah, if I put like this, uh, without putting a direct number on it, it's, it's absolutely more than 50. It's currently still uh, less than 100 of different contracts with people renting from me. So that means that those are different income streams for me, which means that if the room is not full, then that income stream is not working. So I have to deal with that by filling it, upgrading it, uh, having someone else to manage it for me so I can actually have that income stream back. So yeah, fine. So let's work with the assumption that that's 75 uh, income streams. Then what else? I have uh, sales of services, which is one. Uh, very soon we'll have a book coming out. That's another one. We have engagement in other businesses. For example, uh, Crowd With Us, where my income is very much linked to increasing the value of the whole business. Uh, I got development projects where the income stream is deferred. So I'm right now pumping money into projects which later will turn into income streams. For example, a 10 HMO, and the other one is a development site. And all of those are examples of income streams. Ultimately, you can also charge for the content of the podcast, which is also open there as well. There is a premium version of, of this podcast, which is a platform called uh, Patreon. On Patreon, you can find uh, a program, which is 12, 12 months, and... Uh, that can also be more of a passive income stream where I can recycle the value of my knowledge that I do with other people. And then, as you might or might not have picked up in the bonus episode, uh, we are about to start a 12-month program on how to find money, how to raise money. So all of those are examples of income streams. And I would never be able to charge an unrealistic price because it means ultimately that no one would buy. So you need to have the value linked to the performance of what you offer, a service uh, or a product. In this case we go usually for the higher premium end of uh, the market. So we have a couple of penthouses where we rent maybe a room. We have uh, HMOs which has got a high standard. Uh, and then we've also got like a range of different price tiers where people can find what is affordable for them and in a location that works for them obviously. And all of these are linked to economics, supply and demand. So you want to think about how can you get paid for performance, not trade time for money. 
And if you insist on trading time for money, then start to charge more and more and more for your time. If you can do that, obviously. And you can do that by increasing your value by becoming more of an influencer in your industry. By knowing more, charging more, and adding more value than the average. In the book that we are launching very soon, Trust This New Currency, there are a couple of different roles. One is the trailblazer, that's really ultimately the entrepreneur. Then you've got the dealmaker, which is the person closing. <coughs> then we've got the specialist, which is the more technical person. And then we've got the doers, so four different categories of people. In my world, I would like to have as many as possible to work with the old term, always be closing, ABC. And uh, another thing, if you really would like to this get out of your job. So if you really like to get out of your job, one thing you really need to consider is to pay yourself first, not last. Because if you don't pay yourself, then you need to have a job. But if you do pay yourself first, then you can start to do things like putting money aside. You can start to do saving. You can have a ratio that works for you. Uh, depending on who you talk to, everyone will say different how much you need to save. Uh, I'm also working with uh, leverage, which means that I also work with other people's money. Ultimately, that allows me to move faster without having so high savings ratio. But almost every pound I make, I put straight back into business more than the, the stuff I need to have to live and enjoy today. Okay. Another thing which I've mentioned before is always keep learning. You need to be upgrading your head over and over and over and over. Otherwise you will stagnate, you will plateau. And when you plateau, that means that other people will overtake you. Society will be different. And also today's younger generations, they will have skills and knowledge that we absolutely don't have ourselves if we don't stay on top of things. So I know quite a few entrepreneurs are uh, a bit older that still apply the social technology and social media uh, things of, of business and they can really excel by doing just that. So you need to learn more in order to earn more and also you need to think about there's a difference between keeping learning there so you got the people who just got opinions that don't really dig deeper to learn and understand beneath uh, the, the more of an attitude of, of someone who is a rich learner is you ask good questions and you listen to the answers you do lots of knowledge acquisition you might uh, do podcasts that you're listening to you might have videos you might do work with books etc etc and all of that is so you can work with more distilled knowledge and not just people's uh, opinion what people think about things around you okay another aspect of trying to get away from your job and getting more rich is really get a hang of your money understand credit but more importantly count the money I don't mean literally to count the money uh, per se. I mean understand where does the money go, how, many, how much do you have in your account, how much is going out, 
Can you reduce unnecessary stuff and put it straight into savings investments, as mentioned before? And the only reason for me to save is to save up to invest more. I don't save for saving's sake. And right now I do a lot of direct investments immediately. But you need to have a system, uh, an accountant maybe, or a money system so you can see how does this work. For example, I work with a company called Zero. They, they're a New, New Zealand-based accounting firm. They've got systems where you can set up your own private finance and your company finance and have your monthly audits. You can also dive straight in and see what's happening with the money. And you might think that people who are richer and richer, they might not necessarily count the penny, but guess what? They do. Uh, so you can't wait a year plus 180 days to report your accounts because it means ultimately you've been driving blind for one and a half years and you have no idea whether you're in profit or not. You don't even know if you need to put a buffer aside for VAT, that's value added tax, or for uh, other tax expenses of course. So th there is really no quick fix for how to do this. It's over time doing the right choices. It's around measuring the risk and reward, a topic we'll come back to over and over. You don't want to lose money. I have lost money over the years on various investments or schemes I'm putting money into and projects. You ultimately don't want to lose any money at all unless you really have to. So this whole thing about investments. The podcast is called Investing Skills, as you might remember. You don't want to uh, just work for a salary as this whole conversation started. You would like to invest. So you do not get rich by saving alone. For me, and this is really hard to explain for my, my lovely wife, is I try to, if you think, for example, the money is short, then I just think about what else can I sell? How can I increase my income instead of trying to count the pennies and save myself rich? I will never ever sell my, save myself rich. Uh, I'm just thinking about how can I accelerate further? How can I make money without losing money in the process? And that's how to match uh, the cash flow game in, in my mind. You also need to take really a lot of responsibility. One thing I learned in the, in the Officers Academy is responsibility and accountability. You need to take responsibility for your own actions and what's even what's happening to you, even if it's not your own fault. You can't blame the, the traffic. Uh, you can't blame the weather. You can't blame anything. Just take responsibility. I was late to this meeting. And that just means that you started too late, right? I once uh, got stuck, I was flying from Pakistan via Dubai to London to see my family and uh, we had flown from Islamabad, changed plane in uh, Dubai and we were around Paris where the captain announced I'm really sorry, we have to turn around, there is an ash cloud over London, I cannot proceed. So they asked flew back to Dubai, so I had uh, that time almost a 12-hour flight from Dubai to Dubai. And uh, yeah, I can just take responsibility for, for that. 
and uh, do the best out of it. So I enjoyed my time in Dubai, went back to work in uh, through Pakistan to India and then I made a second attempt to get back home. But I did not blame the volcano. I didn't feel sorry for myself, I felt sorry for my family, yes, who, who was not allowed to see me for yet X amount of weeks after not having seen me for months. But ultimately, moaning and whining wouldn't have helped me at all. Uh, just try to enjoy and make the best out of the situation. So take responsibility. And uh, a side thing here. For me, money is neutral. If you're a good person, you can do great things with money. If you're a bad person, you can do massively bad things with money as well. And uh, I don't think that power, poverty is helping anyone. Uh, so therefore, to try to get out of that space, if you can, whichever way you do it, except criminal activities, is much better. And often, the difference there is putting things into action to move away from that space. And uh, what else? We are really becoming what we do. So your daily habits, your daily disciplines and uh, so on. So right now I'm re-reading The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. I can recommend it if you never had it. Uh, or you can also read it for the first time of course. I'll add a link in the show notes. So your habits, what you do over time makes a massive difference. It's one of the things I was really hammered into my mind when I was working with sales consulting as well, like your daily routines. So for example, we did like 10 calls before 10 o'clock every day, which meant that I have sorted out my meeting bookings and even some cold calling before most people even started to do any business at all. Then that's out of the way so I can focus on other things. So this podcast has been about a number of different things. Just high level repetition. It started with, I don't want to have a job which led on to that you need to have a different way to make money if you don't like your job. And one way to do that is through investing. So yeah, thanks for listening to Investing Skills and picking up ideas. Uh, My advice was to trade the mindset of trading time for money to a mindset of trading performance to money. And uh, the next step after that, we discussed how you can improve your likability, your probability to make more money by positioning yourself right, by sharpening your own skills, and thereby you can also become more of an influencer, we know more. And that leads on to my next point, which, which was you really want to be able to sell and close deals. Uh, that's a uh, really a prime 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 skill in today's market which allows you ultimately to be an entrepreneur or a deal maker you need to pay yourself first that was the next thing we discussed and then uh, we discussed keep on learning have a system to count your money if that's just looking at bank statements fine but i would rather suggest that even on personal level you can have your own little treat your personal economy like a business which means you've got income expenditure you've got assets and liabilities 
Uh, I was about to write a book on this a couple of years ago. I would have called the book Me Limited. Treat your own life as if you were a business. And guess what? It works. What else? This is not an easy journey. There's no quick fix. Uh, we discussed super briefly risk and reward. Don't risk it all on something stupid so you lose the money. You don't want to lose your time by losing too much money on the wrong things. And uh, we discussed investments. So try to not save yourself rich, but invest yourself rich by hoarding assets. Save, 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 invest. Save, 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 invest. And repeat. And reinvest. Then we spoke about responsibility. And uh, we discussed also that habits can really, really help you. So that was a number of ideas from today's podcast. And uh, if you like what you heard, feel free to write uh, a comment in the review box. Uh, really appreciate to share. If you share this content with someone else that you like and care about. And ultimately, what I'm doing is just pay it forward. I've been really, really lucky and fortunate to get to where I am. So therefore, I'm trying to help you and many others to get more freedom of choice in their lives and yours, obviously. Bye-bye.